welcome to Season 3, Episode 7 of Our Voices, Our Community. Each week we focus on issues that are important to you and our community. We discuss an array of issues in Roanoke and the New River Valley, from social to political to economics, but also arts and culture and much more. Our goal is to merge local with state and national issues that affect our lives in Southwest Virginia. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the mayor, the mayor's race, um, recent bills that pass in our state legislature, and also the recent retail store closing. So let's get started. I'm Robert Jeffrey, and with me today are Will Solari. Will, hello. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. Yeah, it's a good rainy day. Yeah. You, you, it's it's oddly it's been what like spring and mm-hmm. the yeah, beginning of February, which seems nice until you're like, oh, it's February, right? Yeah, or, or when you get the flu, yeah, <laughs> because of that, yeah. Catherine Stromberg, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. Well caffeinated. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't see the uh, diet coke. No, no, we got coffee today. Coffee. Cup, We're coffee. still working on the coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we are taping a little earlier than usual, so thank you for joining. Karen Jones. Hey y'all, what's up? Hey, hey y'all. That's that <laughs> New River Valley lingo. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Well, we have a lot to talk about today, so I guess let's just get to it. Well. I guess um, election season has already started in the the great, beautiful star city of Roanoke. Uh, Former Mayor Bowers officially announced he's running for mayor. Are you surprised? Uh, We're also starting to hear announcements for city council. Um, With the move of Roanoke City elections to November, what do you think will take precedence? The issues facing Roanoke and personalities who are running or anyone else? Well, you know, I ran into um, an unnamed council member this morning, and I was like, hey, what about that? What about Bowers coming back? <laughs> you know I'm about to be like, who? Well, I'll let them, if they, if they ever want to come on and talk about it, I don't want to, like, it's, you know, it, I wasn't like, hey, this is off the record right. or anything, but... Um, <laughs> you can tell us, Will. But, Go you know, tell it, us. their thing was like, I think that his reasons for running might be slightly misguided or uh, ill-informed, which is sort of how I define a lot of his um, time as mayor and a lot of his stances <laughs> on things and, and what he's most publicly known for, which was bringing a, a very undue light uh, to the city based on his, uh, his comments about internment camps. And again, we, we talked to on, on, you know, about Michael Vick before where it's like, what do you have to do to, to get back Mm-hmm. Uh, on that mantle, how do you get back in the spot in the in the in the good grace of the public and whatever else? And again, you know, we talked about Michael Vick doing a lot of work and and being out there and whatever else. I don't know what Bowers has done exactly in the interim to help sort of erase or 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 compensate for that kind of blight. And then um, what makes him any more qualified than he was before? Which clearly seemed very unqualified based on his, his sort of attitudes and, 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 and ideas about history or, or, you know, people in general. And so, um, that would be my question about him running. You know what? Everybody run. I love it. I love it when people get involved in politics. I love it when people have a passion about something, uh, and they, they engage with, uh, the, the local, uh, politics and government. But again, um, if your track record is one of a, of a problematic past, what have you done in the meantime that sort of shows that you've done the kind of growth uh, needed or you've, I don't know, um, changed in any way to, to be a very viable uh, candidate? Right. What have you done to repair the harm? And what I, have you done yeah. for me lately? Yeah. Well, nothing for me lately. Um, <laughs> other than give me more um, fodder for my... You know, Facebook machine or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so I'm just remembering back. Bowers always takes me back <laughs> to when I first actually started really paying attention to Roanoke City politics because that's when I was first like, oh my gosh, what's happening? What's going on? And I, that was the first time I ever showed up to city council. Um, that's the first time I think like I became, I think yeah. I like, became friends with you at that time because you were posting about like the the emergency um 
meeting. The, yeah, this is the, definitely our foray into to Roanoke politics. Was the so Bowers caused you guys? Yeah, to on the advent. So of, see, I mean, he has done something very positive <laughs> for all to of us. To an extent, yeah, I, yeah. I, he was already on my radar because of those um, really. Uh, also divisive statements about skateboarders stay mm. out of Elmwood Park you know this is oh. for me and Trinkle to drink and hang out with Cheryl Crow at <laughs> and that's it and that's all like uh, those kind of things like he was already on my bad list but then when that happened yeah exactly that I was like okay we can't just like be mad about this we well, have to I, like do something we do not conform to the to the good little girls and boys of the I don't know but this is one of those moments <laughs> yeah, I wish people could moments. see our faces yeah 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 you really can see the faces right now I may have crossed the line but I'm still the deal is like I, I stick up for those kids who aren't mayors who aren't you yeah. know who have a lot of money and my whole antithesis for, for doing a lot of this and, and in fact a lot of the people uh, the Garnets who started the, the whole Roanoke Skate Park initiative it was mm-hmm. in response to the way the city was handling mm-hmm. uh, these large public works that took a lot of money and, ex- and, and, and intentionally excluding people and uh, trying to call out I mean very very I mean incredibly small segments of our population to be like that's the problem with Elmwood Park is people come here and skateboard so we're going to spend $10,000 on little ornaments to put on the benches so no skateboarders. But no money for your park. No money to fix, you know, this or do that. Right. But uh, we're going to spend a lot of money to, to get you out of there. So, yeah, again, so sorry, full circle. That's how we got, that's how I initially got involved uh, in local politics. And it's also where I met Catherine. So what do you guys think? So obviously, is is not thinking? Is it highly of Bowers? You like you like uh, the fact? No, is that, yes, it, maybe. Is that the impression I you like got? I, I get a strong, they, I get a strong feedback highly? from you guys. That, well, I said this. I said this on, on one of our whenever the first time he sort of teased um, coming back. You know, I was I was at uh, court uh, paying for uh, or showing that I got my registration done or, or whatever, and he was defending some kids. Um, that were involved uh some crazy road rage person like came up and was banging on their window and he was he was the 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 lawyer for those kids um against this old man who also then claimed this made a bunch of retaliatory claims about uh them after they were like yeah we want to press charges think this guy was trying to pull us out of our car and, <gasps> and yelling at us and all this stuff mm. and he was great in that capacity mm-hmm. and the thing is i know that it's hard to leave a position of power right? and i know that it's hard to to, to feel like you had this very relevant role uh, once and, and you still want to do more and you can still do that. But again, I think David Bauer is where he shines. You know, I mean, for every, you know, bad thing you have to say about somebody, you got to say nine good things to fix it or whatever. But this is the thing I can definitely say about him. In that role he shined, when he was there helping those kids as a lawyer, he was really doing good and needed work. Hmm. And I don't know how you tell him that. And I don't know how you say, listen, man, I know that there's there's the glamour that comes along with this title. I know that there was these duties that, that felt very important and, and, and were in a lot of ways important for the city. But real change so, happens in this way that you were laser effective. I felt right. like he did not take his job very seriously, especially at the end. I mean, not just the racism and and that misguidedness Right. Uh, seriously misguidedness but um and the xenophobia that was really dangerous that part was really dangerous but the part where he even just kind of seemed to be letting the city manager like just set like just set control and he had no ideas like i'd never felt like oh city council has ideas of their own right. like now i feel like maybe we're coming back to a time where city council has you know the people you're electing have their own ideas about okay you know here's my focus or here's my you know slant on things and i'm gonna put my distinctive slant on whatever we're doing in roanoke mm-hmm. and i never got that vibe from when you know when he was mayor i never got that vibe from him or really most of the people who were on council it was just kind of like oh well you know we go along to get along and you know we um you know we we all get along and we all like kind of just go with whatever the city manager says and it just was very much a city manager kind of driven process i mean i you know i never followed very carefully the elmwood park or anything else you know that, that stuff I never really paid that much attention to. But. What was interesting to me is that, you know, when I moved back to Roanoke, it was, it was about five, almost six years ago. So um, I never experienced Mayor Bowers as mayor to like the last part, the last year. 
And I, when I met him, I, I think he's a great, I mean, he's a nice man. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I mean, when I sit personable, 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 personable charming. charming, when I sit and talk to him and, you know, engage in great conversations with him. So I don't have any issue with uh, Mayor Bowers personally. Um, I, I think when you talk about going back and running for mayor, I do have a concern. It's the concern about the xenophobia that, that happened, um, the incident uh, before he left. And also the fact that when he comes back, he wants to run as an independent. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I'm a avid Democrat. <laughs> I'm just going to be clear. <laughs> you might hear some rumblings and rumors <laughs> that, I, that I am a Democrat. My issue is that when you and he's proclaimed himself as being a Democrat. No, 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 Is that no, wrong? No. Well, well he was part I did of the not Demo- see his name on the on the Roanoke City Democratic Committee, so he well, ain't a Democrat. Well, let, let, me, oh. let me take a step back <laughs> when I, what I'm about to say. <laughs> At least true. not in Roanoke City. He, he ran as a Democrat, right? Ah, uh, well. Okay, well, wait, hold up, hold up. Let me, finish, let me finish. He was, he ran he as a Democrat. Was. He was part of the Democrat. He's planning on positioning himself as an independent Democrat. I don't know what the hell that is, but yeah. but he's proclaiming himself. And I think if you're gonna if you're gonna be again uh, with the principles of being a Democrat, you need to go through the process of the committee that's established right. in Roanoke. Right. And that is the concern I have. Right. Why? And he and he and so, I actually had a conversation with him. I don't have a problem. I talked to him about that, and he said, "Well, because of issues before about running against." He had someone run against him in a primary, and he thought it was didn't it's too bad. It was, it was, if you're not a good, it was not the right way. It was not the proper way of doing it. I mean, well, and I'm what? like, well, this is that's that's against the democrat. That's what we are. It's a democratic process. Yeah. And if someone is running, if you're a democrat, you need to go through that process. I mean, I agree with I agree with so you know in principle, I agree that like parties should if you have a good incumbent, you do owe them some loyalty for their work because people do work over years and you can't be like, oh, well, one time you like blink sideways and I didn't like that blink sideways Mm -hmm. and primary somebody just because, oh, gee, one time, you know, you didn't, you know, treat me right or whatever, you know, just over small things. But if there's a major thing where somebody is not really a Democrat, they have to be primaried. And we're seeing that right now in the Democratic Party in that, like, you're seeing a bunch of places that you're getting primaries in places where people are more, way, like, the, the actual Democrat is way more conservative than the Democrats in the area. And, I mean, you cannot be an elected official representing the Democratic Party if you are way more conservative than the actual Democrats that you're representing. Well, I mean, it just doesn't work. And but, so but you're going to lose a primary then. Well, but historically, though, um, in some ways to their credit, in some ways, you know, then it diverges from that. Um, Bill Bespidge, um, Bowers, and Trinkle all were running, uh, what was it? it was for the city. They had a sort of independent party to begin with, um, which is hard to maintain in, in Roanoke. Um, I think the more parties, the better. But again, if you are, you know, Best Pitch for the most part uh, has remained pretty true and true independent. Um, but when you start flip-flopping um, in order to garnish votes or in order to, to kind of gain favor or, or, or sec- re- secure your election, as it were, um, you're not really doing your party a favor and you're not really doing... Um, yourself as a political candidate favor. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw this when uh, Trinkle really primaried um, Sherman for mayor uh, after after David Bowers stepped down. And, and in part, it was because, you know, if you were a through and through Democrat and you had been in, you know, the party for a long time, you had known all the different neighborhoods in the city, if you had done everything that sort of... Um, lifts you to that mantle of being the Democratic candidate for Roanoke, then people aren't skeptical of you. You know, they don't think you're just catering to one neighborhood or whatever else because you're in it for this party. If it if it pleases you to come and go, as you will, based on your own ideas and maybe you don't like a party affiliation or you don't whatever else... Then again, you become very skeptical in a democratic primary. Well, see, I, I I agree with you with that. I mean, for example, you use the Trinkle and the Sherman primary, for mm-hmm. example. I I actually 
didn't have a problem with Trinkle. Right, because that was an open seat. It was yeah. an open seat. Sure. Yeah. And, and so, but he, but he, but he decided to go through the Democrat. He was a Democrat. He proclaimed himself as a Democrat, and he followed the process of that. Bowers is saying he's a Democrat in spirit or whatever, whatever spirituality sure. he's thinking of, and he's going through. He said he's going to bypass all that. And just going to jump in the race, and and that's not that's not cool, man. It's just not cool. And whatever reasons he come up with is, you know, that's all well and good. At the end of the day, he bypassed to go and jump into the shortcuts. Shortcuts, and that's to me is not a good move. To me, it's not. I mean, I think he was taking Hmm. shortcuts towards the end of his city council, you know, on his mayoral tenure too. Just shortcuts in terms of, you know, I mean, the whole letter could have been stopped if he'd even asked one person hey will you look at this press release before I send it out (laughs) you know if he'd asked a single person on council if that was okay then that wouldn't have happened Um, you know well again I think that's where the the pitfalls and uh, and the the hard things about having those positions come into play you know if you're the mayor long enough the assumption is I'm the mayor I shouldn't have to ask anyone to double check this you know and it's the same with um, some of the decisions on, hey, listen, I really care about these issues. And I don't doubt that anyone who's running for anything doesn't care about certain issues. But when they go, like with Bowers, am I the best person then to fix those issues based on X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Your whole personal history of, well, I was mayor, you know, and I have these desires, or I have, you know, maybe they're not even conscious. I, I have, you know, this uh, with some people, and I'm not saying this is David Bowers, but some people have these sort of like entitlement issues, and those get confused with your wants and desires for change or for whatever you know you're running right. on. You you saw things a certain way, or you you were treated, people treated you a certain way, and you miss that, and you miss that kind of attention and that kind of deference. I think absolutely, and, you see, yeah, you see this with anyone who works in the public in that for that long and in that kind of light sort of into a powerful position that there's a deference right. and especially um, when it's gone i see i mean you see this with actors yeah. all the time and you see with athletes too yeah. i mean athletes who've been been had the spotlight on them and all that you know doing great athletic things in the football basketball realm yeah. and now when they when they go off into retirement that spotlight that spotlight is gone well and, and another very topical lawyer yeah. on that regard is rudy giuliani Oh God! Yeah, you know what I mean. Like just yeah. the, oh the, the 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 spiral that he's gone on. Speaking of drinking, um, oh post you know being uh you know he when he was a he was a uh, you know he was considered a candidate for president at one point. Yeah, but I think you have you to know, I think you have to look at instead of thinking about the spotlight, you really have to, and I think that's the whole point. The importance about politics is about to me it's about serving people. The greater good, for yeah, sure. The greater mm-hmm. good, and you and you as a person, you got to have that sense of of understanding and say, is it best for me to do it or not? And at this point, I don't, I don't, I mean, he had 20, what, 24 years, almost 28 years of service? I don't trust people who don't think to themselves like, gee, you know what? I can retire. Like I can retire and other people can do this. Like I look around, I mean, you know, I appreciate somebody who's willing to step up and they're like, no, really, I'm the best person. And I really think I can win this. And I, you know, for a variety of reasons, I think I've got stuff I want to do and I can win it. And I'm the guy or I'm the girl or I'm the gal, you know, that I appreciate. But um, I also appreciate somebody who's like, you know what? I've groomed a couple people who I've taught the ropes and I've taught them how to do this and they can step into this role and And I can like Mm -hmm. retire and hang out and like enjoy my life. Uh I mean, yeah. And you know, you have a great point though. I mean, one of the best pieces of advice I got about business when I was, when I had this, uh, this small like marketing agency was like, you need to figure out a way to replace yourself. Yes. You need to figure out someone who can do the video work while you do this or do that, you know, and that's how you really grow. And that's how you really get to a point where you're, you're a very sustainable thing. And, you know, I think it's the same with politics, you know, at some point, um, and we were talking about this with music last week, you know, at some point you're not supposed to be the next big thing. Right. And I love Bernie Sanders and I love all the, the people who are, who are making a run it right now. But like, you know, maybe 35 is too young, but maybe 80 is too old. Right. <laughs> right. Like, and, and, yeah. and, and, and you should have at that 
point being a senator, he should have groomed and un and groomed someone and teach them to the policies that he is. This developed. is my biggest skepticism yeah. with Bernie. So now you see a few people kind of stepping in under him, mm -hmm. but like he really did not get anybody after him. Like there's no thing in Vermont of like socialists that's like a real democratic socialist yeah. like base in Vermont as far what as I can tell. AOC though? Yeah. I, well so that's what I mean by more recently yeah. that's kind of changed but yeah. I you know my my concern is that he's not great at that and I do think she's a bit of a self creation. But, but so I do I think know. also that if if and we're going off another topic now but, yeah. if, but, if, but Bernie <laughs> Sanders got elected and he died in office for example because he was that old he would leave behind a legacy that everyone would go, man, you know what? Here's a guy who for his entire life uh, worked on something and was true to his core values and beliefs and did, you know, what most people would consider right. And if Donald Trump died in office tomorrow, we go, oh, my God. You know, like even even people who are like, well, he's my favorite guy and I'm a always Trumper and whatever else like. You'd be like, yeah, that was his whole legacy is marked with some. Uh. So again, you know, I say that I say that Bernie <laughs> yeah. Sanders is older, and like that should be a, a thing or whatever. At the same time, his old age has shown that, like, oh, he was against this war, he was against this war, against whatever. You know, you can say mm -hmm. his his accolades are along the way. Uh, are still I have to mention that he was not great on the gun issue. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I, I do think, getting back to um, Bowers for a second, I do want to agree with you, Catherine, on one thing, which I think is the reason what I'm a little disturbed by is the fact that Bowers, he's going back into the ring and to being mayor, and what he should have been doing is grooming the next generation of leaders in our city. Good or bad or indifferent. Right. He should have been. And that's the problem. Maybe he had something to teach, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's the, and that's the thing that we all should be doing, yeah. you know, because we're not getting any younger. No. And you have to understand that this city is still going to be growing and moving forward after we're all gone. And But there's no Knock one on you wood. can develop. And everyone that I see, I see elders older than me, they they won't relinquish power mm -hmm. from their cold day. They won't let it go from yeah. there. You yeah. have to pry it from the cold, dead hands to do it. And that's not right. You need to develop young leaders to be involved and put them in places to so they can lead our community. Yeah. So. I do. Yeah. I mean, we do. I mean, sometimes, you know, people are too busy to step up and stuff. And, pe you know, and older people are right to, like, kind of keep on keeping on to, yeah. like, keep the flame up and, you know, keep the And then they drop lit. off and then everyone says, well, what? We don't have anybody to replace. We don't well, have anyone. Yeah. Well, and that's, the, point, that's yeah. the worst. And it's not and it's not the the, the younger people fault. It's our fault because you need to right. develop them and well, put and, them in place. And places. again, frankly, at some point, old punks are just the establishment. <laughs> you know what I mean? True, like, yeah. You, you know what? Like, I, you were you were great when you were young and angry and you had all this stuff. But now you're just, you're Green Day. You have a Broadway musical. Like, how, <laughs> how really, like... <laughs> You know, controversial and like streetwise, are you with millions of dollars? I know. What happened to what happened to? Uh, we have the guy on who used to be, uh, you know, the guy who's on the cop show now. The um, who used to be like, you know, the the <laughs> they had the song and the NW wasn't the guy in NWA? Isn't he now on like the? Oh, I see. Yeah, is it? Uh, he not NWA. NWA. No, no, he was always Ice T. She's talking about Ice T because she's talking about special. But he had oh, like Ice T. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure I don't want to be. All right, but now he's on. Oh, but now he's like. But didn't he have like some anti? Police views. Oh yeah, he was okay. in. Uh, what was it? He had a band called Body, Body Count. Yeah. Okay, okay, all right, mm -hmm. all right, all right, yeah, all right. Okay, maybe yeah. he was going to fix the system, all right, by working within it <laughs> by pretending to be an investigator. Now he is a cop. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to continue this, and hopefully, um, as the election um, again, um, the Roanoke City elections have been moved to November, so we have some time to talk a little bit more about this mm -hmm. and other people who will be putting their head in the race. And then maybe I, we can invite um, uh, former Mayor Bowers to our podcast. Oh, this will be, be an interesting conversation. So hopefully Mayor people Bowers. who are listening to this, they might come in and, and might want to sit in on it. Absolutely. This. Love to, love yeah. to, to chat. I mean, I, again, okay, nice so guy. So the other, now that we've gone on about Mayor Bowers, former Mayor Bowers, um, 
You know, that somebody else announced, I heard. There was another person in that article. Yeah, Luke Pretty. Yeah, Luke, Luke Pretty. Pretty. All right. Friend of the yeah. show. Yeah, friend not, of the show. Not nearly as controversial, so, no. and that's no. said in a good way. <laughs> but I, I'm looking forward to who else jumps in for the city council yeah. race. I think I think it'll be interesting, and so I'm going to put this out here right now. I invite all candidates yeah, to come, come and forward. sit and talk Now's with us to hear there is actually a long vision. list of Republicans, I think, who are going to be running also. That's what I, I'm looking for. I'm really Whoa. looking forward have, to that. I have three names that I've heard received. Ooh, exciting. I don't want to throw people under the bus till they form Can't wait. But, um, yeah. Oh, well, I don't mind. I was going to say, Laura <laughs> is ready well, to throw. Throw it out there. Ready to throw. Well, you'll do that. You got that. out the paper I'm and everything. There's, just, there's, just, there's <laughs> words on that paper. But, I mean, again, I think there are people. Our voice is our community. I, I would honestly like to hear from those people, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my so gosh. So the, the Republican yes. people who are running for council, I would I would, I would, would love to invite them to come. I want them to come make fun of my views on guns. I would enjoy that, actually. To make fun of your views on guns. I just, yeah. They might have some commonalities about it. I'd like to hear them out because exactly. I don't even know who they are. You, yeah. No, no, exactly. no, but I would enjoy them making fun of me. I actually don't mind them like, you know, getting it out there telling us how they feel. Yeah. I just like to hear everybody's views, everybody's exactly. vision for the city, like where Roanoke is and where Roanoke can be and how we'll get there. I would rather they made fun so. of me than sent me the mean messages about how, you know, that, that's unfortunate. You know, that's that's unpleasant. That is unfortunate. Yeah. So. Well, again, we'll follow that, and um, Will will keep us updated. All the people who are going to be running, Republicans and Independents Absolutely. and Democrats as well. Socialists. And socialists. and Oh, the big scare word from the... Communists. I would yeah. like the oh, communists okay. to come forward. Yeah, all the, the, all well, the, the communist party. Yeah, we'll have them all on the podcast, yeah. so um, more than welcome. So let's talk about the General Assembly. Um, we're still in session. When is session over, by the way? May. Is it in May? Yeah, this is um, a long session. Quote, unquote, long. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, quote, unquote, long. This is I a mean, long it feels session. like forever because every day is a year, but yeah. okay, well, we pack so much into it. Mm-hmm. But Well, it's crossover time. Um, I guess people are asked, what in the world is crossover? But that is the time in the General Assembly when bills pass each house, go over to the other. So bills that have passed in the House go to the Senate and vice versa. We've been watching and advocating certain issues and and bills. Some of the issues and bills we've been watching include the the Green New Deal, uh, gun reform, ratifying the ERA, repealing right to work, and bills related to what localities do. So there's a recent bill, uh, a Democrat-controlled Senate uh, local government committee voted 8 to 7 along party lines on Monday to advance Senate Bill 183 from Senator Mamie Locke, from, a Democrat from Hampton, to give localities the authority to take down monuments. Uh, the House of Delegates will take up its version of the legislature um, later this week. Um, also in the Senate, the Senate uh, unanimously, unanimously passed legislation money that would permanently repeal a state law that suspends driver, uh, Virginia's driver's license of anyone who doesn't properly pay court fines or costs related to driver's offense. Um, since then, more than 600 people have had their driving privileges restored. So. Let me ask you about the monument piece, giving the right, the states giving the rights to the localities to make decisions on the monuments. Sounds good. Uh-huh. Tear down all the loser statues. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, loser monuments are. Mm-hmm. Well, they're rightful places in a museum. Well, you know, if you, the museums are <clears throat> losers. Well, I mean, but that's that's where they should be. I mean, I'm not opposed to you wanting to honor whomever it is that you choose to honor, but that should be in a museum, not downtown Christiansburg, where well, I have to pass it every day. You know well, what I mean? Well, so they're, 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 I think we should be able to set what's plus these the things are attracting some unfortunate folk. Mm-hmm. So let's just be honest. They're attracting violence. They're attracting, um, you know, when you have something that is attracting that kind of element to it, 
like you know consider that yeah mm-hmm. well and this is my point you know what i i'm a i'm a huge proponent of the first amendment um i think despite how misguided your views may or may not be in terms of their historical accuracy or just how to be a good person uh you have the right to those things so mm-hmm. If you want to fly a Confederate battle flag on your yard, if you want to fly in a Nazi land. flag yeah. on your yard, go for it. Yeah. I'm going to think I'll have my thoughts about you and opinions mm-hmm. on it. But you know what? It's your right. When it comes to things that are intentionally put in public places in often response to desegregation or Jim Crow laws or yeah. whatever else, the mm-hmm. message is clear. And for the state to maintain those things right. or to have them on state property or as, as public art or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, there becomes a real issue there. And I do think that if, you know what, if um, some crazy white nationalist wants to build a statue of Adolf Hitler in the middle of Richmond, they buy the land and pay for it and whatever else and can get all the permitting and whatever else done, there's not a lot you can do about that. On private land. On but, private, on private land. land. On private land, yep. Yeah. But if it is public property, it is in the public. And, and public dollars for maintenance. And tax dollars are paying to, you know, uh, memorialize, as it were, um, a very problematic history in America, then, yeah, we mm-hmm. should. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why we have to pass legislation there. I yeah. don't think it's a question. I think the Constitution is very clear about freedom of expression in regards right. to public property and whatever else. So, right. yeah. Yep. I mean... Get them out of here. It's, I mean, preemption... Put them in that beautiful museum for all those... <laughs> right, and there are plenty of museums that they can go to. Um, Sad I think Confederates. We don't, right, we don't want to forget our history and all of these things, unfortunately, are important to who we are as Americans and just the fabric of where we were and where we want to be. And I think as we have, we honor those people and things and events that really represent the worst of who we are, um, then we can't move past it. Right. And kind of to your point, Will, if you want to have all those things like in your private homes and all that good stuff, don't also be mad that my opinion of you oh, yeah. is formed based upon that. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I think oftentimes people think that just because they support X, Y, Z, well, I'm really not that person. I know. Yeah, you kind of are. We, we, need, mm-hmm. we need a broader education about the First Amendment, too, because mm-hmm. the First Amendment is about government discrimination right. against your speech. Mm-hmm. So the government can't be like, oh, I'm sorry, you built a statue to Adolf Hitler in your front yard. I'm not going to send you Social Security. Like, that's not right. how it works. Right. The government has to be viewpoint neutral mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but your neighbors do not right. <laughs> <laughs> well, your neighbors cannot like it well, uniformly <laughs> but i think that's the hard thing for people and again I, no matter what you believe about um whether they should be there or shouldn't be there i think it's the hard thing um to counter uh the confederate monuments confederate flag all that kind of stuff were really the first thing that I became aware of when I was younger about subversion of truth, mm. right? It's this idea that all these, you know, uh, you know, poor white, you know, Southern guys, you know, were part of this noble cause that it was about oh, overreach God. of the government and whatever else. And like, it's a and nice way And they were such of, great soldiers. Right. You and know, really what it was. underdogs. Yeah. Oh. As the United States said, hey, rich white people who are taking advantage of the poor white guy, the all the slaves and whatever else, maybe you can't own people anymore. And South Carolina went, you know what? Here's a letter for you, government. I'm not doing this anymore. And the first thing they mentioned in the letter of succession from the union is the ability to own people without oversight. Right. I mean, and that is not government overreach. That right. is just about slavery. And right. so this whole, you know, notion of all these noble things and, you know, what we might not agree Don't with the South. Don't tread on but, me because I need to tread on this other guy. Yeah, but Lee and Jackson are these, <laughs> like, not, you know, local heroes or whatever. I mean, maybe, but also the people who are fighting for them were the same people who got... I can't think of a nice word to say on the news, but really got worked over mm-hmm. um, by those people. Right. Um, you know, they're like, man, we're just trying to make a living on our small little farm and you're sending us off to fight for your rich people's ability to own people. Like, that's the truth of it. Right. And, and again, when you try to repaint it, like, well, no, this is our heritage and our history and whatever else. It's like, yeah, maybe, but 
that statue again showed up right during desegregation. So it's not really about honoring that hero from the war. It's about sending a message to people of color. Mm-hmm. And just be honest about those things. And if they can, right. then I think no, you can actually have honest. a real conversation yeah. about right. it. Right. Well, I believe any monuments um, basically benefited the Confederacy. Um, it, it was a treasonous act. Yeah. The Civil War. Mm-hmm. Am I am I in agreement on that? Yeah. Oh. Treasonous acts, right? Yeah. You mean the people I didn't know we with the United States. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know we was promoting treasonous acts. I know. Acts, right? The most yeah. annoying so, the most annoying so. flag are those flags where they like smash the American flag and the Confederate flag together. Mm. I'm like, that doesn't work. Oh, yeah. they brought one of those to city council for Ooh. the gun thing. Oh, no, it was a, it was that a, was very effective lobbying on their part. It was a Virginia was, flag and a Oh, and a Confederate flag. flag. Oh, yeah, seen, oh well, seen, whatever. Yeah. I don't get that's always the tyrants, unless you. Uh, whatever they're shoving together, their little hazy flags. Yeah. You know, it's Ooh. interesting. My, um, I, I go go visit my mother, and she lives in Northeast uh, Roanoke, and so I drive by on the way, and she lives, she lives kind of a dead end street, and as I drive by, you know, the houses, um, there's one house. They have the biggest Confederate flag, no. and it's on a flagpole. But the thing is, it's his house, his or her house. And, you know, I mean, like you said, you know, you can put things on, there's on, there's their property. You cannot say anything. Yeah. But it does, it does change my opinion of what this person I mean, walking, out, walking out the door looking Absolutely. like. Absolutely. And every day, not every day, I don't go see, I need to see my mom every day, but I don't, <laughs> I don't every day. But when I do go see my mother, I, the flag is just as big as, maybe it's my eyes, maybe it's, just, it's so huge and it's mm-hmm. just flapping in the wind. Well, right in the but front. let me be real, that's the person that I'm not going to be waving to like hey how are you today well i'm not going to give them any cookies (laughs) like there's a whole lot of things i'm not going to do and so then don't be mad like you've told me who you are and trust me once you tell me i believe you and it's going to take a lot to convince me i mean i will say that this resurgence of white supremacy like open not that it's not always been there but resurgence of just extremely open white supremacy um that's very dangerous has me thinking about the differences between here and germany and how like you know you display nazism in germany and like you that actually is a crime like you you know you put up a nazi flag that's a crime you know that's a crime against the state and i don't know i mean that is a different way of doing things and it's not our way but sometimes i look at that and think about there are some advantages to that way of doing things well you know what's interesting you know i was reading as he was talking about different um bills passing and going through the senate and and i i have to give credit when credit is due here um the Senate, I mentioned before, the Senate uh, unanimously passed legislation funding that permanently repealed the law to suspend driver's license. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you know who sponsored that bill? No. Senate Bill 1? Um, Senator Bill Stanley. Yeah. Stanley. Who is a Republican out of Franklin County. Well, but you know, like, these, that's the type of bill that disproportionately affects, or suspending the driver's license disproportionately affects poor people. Right. Right? Because when you have these fees that you can't pay, and then you can't drive, and then you can't go to work, like, kind of all of these things. And so I applaud him for that and everyone yeah. who supported mm-hmm. that. And that's really looking at community broadly right, right? now, um, now so i don't really know his full before I, I you know i don't know his whole voting record so don't right. oh, the, lord. The lord knows I, it's I don't, not pretty hey, okay well it's I don't, not but we yeah. have we do have to recognize but we have to recognize the fact because oh, yeah. it, it yeah. does help not only poor people also um i mean i um, notice a lot of, of color oh, in, in you know the there's this trickle of republicans who suddenly have an idea now that um, it might get passed. Say that one more time. An idea. <laughs> they got an idea. Um, so there's one. I'm actually, actually, I think I actually sometimes say oh, idea. No. So oh, like, you just use that new while. River Valley lingo. Look, um, look. So there was there was somebody from Lynchburg who had an idea, and his idea was that he was going to take down the statue to um, Bird because Bird was a Democrat. 
So take it down. Right. So this <laughs> is exactly so this is exactly what the committee was like in the house. And he wouldn't show up for his own bill and he was like, No, no, kill it. Like I'm not showing up for the bill hearing. And they're like, No, no, you have to come back. We're gonna bring it back up and you have to explain to us why you want it killed. Otherwise we're voting on it. And I was oh, like, wow. ah, This is fun. I mean, so yes, he's also, gotten a lot of press for that. Yeah. That was a but that that's was also a, under, that was not a good understanding idea. politics, right? Well that was it. You know, because yeah. Democrats but, are Repu- you know what I mean? You just don't understand it at there's all. A bu- well, so Stanley, that's not the case with Stanley's bill. Right. He really genuinely wanted this bill and, you know, good for him for actually thinking, having a good idea and pushing it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just like with Medicaid expansion, a bunch of Republicans jumped on board and now they're like, we brought you Medicaid expansion. Mm-hmm. And they're they like, no, 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 yeah, no. The bill, like, di- yeah, the bill the died same, last year. The same thing with Stanley. Yeah, yeah, same thing with Stanley and his bill. Like, you mm-hmm. know, we're not... But you know, he had this bill last year, and his colleagues his on colleagues his shot side, it down. Yeah. boom, gone. But you know, now there's now there's Democrats, and they're like, okay, sure, no problem. I mean, so you know, I think I think it's interesting. All these folks, you find out who really means it and who doesn't mm-hmm. at this moment, because right. there have been a lot of objections over the years to like, you know, certain things on gun legislation, like, oh, well, I want to, you know, I want you know, you can't be so. Um, that these gun bills are going to, you know, make people into criminals and that this is going to cause like excessive um, jailing or something. You know, there's just objections to different legislation that people have made over the years. And then now now's the time to find out where they just, you know, BSing or was it for real? But I, so. but I, I, you know, I do think that this is a way that we have just both parties, everyone in general and in politics in America has gotten away from. And they look at an issue that they know no one's going to agree on, and then they push for legislation, um, not necessarily to like enrage the other people, but just uh, nothing can get solved with with some some common ground between people. And the reality is, bills like that um, do help a lot of people, and not just a base of people, or not just one side of an opinion. And I think if you look at a lot of um, even just locally, you know, Lawson uh, Koppel who came on our mm-hmm. show, you know, for, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's pushing for a lot of stuff yeah. that, that, you know, Sam, uh, Rasul, uh, signed off on and, and co-signed on. And, and there's things that, again, it doesn't matter what you believe end up being good for oh, people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, yeah. Well, speaking of Sam, his green new deal got out of committee. Oh my goodness. So. Yes. Green new deal is amazing. And I'm, Super. I don't know that much about it. What well, do you know? It's really, so when you look at it, it's really it's going to have a great economic impact um, and kind of looking at the whole and not just, um, I mean, of course, there's environmental pieces to it, but it looks like the whole. Um, but everybody who has worked on that and to um, get those bills passed really is just amazing. A lot of local advocates have been a part of that. But then um, Delegate Hurst had some oh, bills yes. passed through, particularly related to land yeah. and the environment to stop, pipeline, yeah. you know, the the devastation of the pipelines yeah, but taking you know people's land. He so. doesn't like guns and he drank one time. So. Well, but, you know. <laughs> Nothing he can do will be okay now. I, I, you know, we're going to adjust those driving while intoxicated laws. You know, I think the trolls but, have moved on. Yeah, so, um, I have well, noticed that. But we've had yeah, yeah. a lot of things, and I just want to applaud. We have so many local advocates here, people that were like in Richmond, yeah, um, testifying. Well, and I think I think if you really, yeah, stuff. and I think if you really want a barometer on what's right and wrong, look at the people that are advocating for certain bills. Yeah. You know, my friend uh, Mandy Price had a daughter who. Um, sadly died because of a very rare form of leukemia that she had. And she was behind the whole Rowan Strong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, her, the stuff that she's advocating for right now is just like, hey, we put $20 million a year from the Virginia budget into cancer research. Can we just make sure a percentage of that is for childhood cancer? And who's going to argue with that? And that's something that could get passed that would create good change and do whatever else. And, you know, again, the guy in Franklin mm-hmm. County is going to think that's a good idea. The guy in Arlington is going to think it's a good idea. I'm going to think that's a good idea. You know, the libertarian Carillion guy. Or is, libertarian maybe. But Carillion like the, is definitely going to think that's a good exactly. idea. Exactly. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's some pretty common sense stuff. Yeah. That if you just stop freaking out about everything, that we could right. do a lot more. Right. And I'm glad I'm glad the guy from Franklin County yeah. recognizes that. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the fact that he did that because it's helped a lot of people. Like I mentioned before, almost 600,000 people mm-hmm. have, have received their driving priv- um, privileges back, which is 
It's a big deal. It's More a, people working. It's a huge deal. deal. Yeah, it's a huge yeah. deal. Yeah. I mean, big people deal. not having the stress of like, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people were driving anyways, but yeah. they had a lot of stress. stress a lot of stress. Yeah. Yeah. And then where our localities that don't have any type of public transportation, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you can't get you can't to anywhere. and from work. No, ridiculous. Right. It's so, completely, completely, I mean, and, and throwing all these fines on there yeah. for uh, late yeah. fees, like all that stuff. So when so, we hurt families, we hurt the economy. You know what I mean? Yeah, we hurt ourselves. We need to always so we put feel community that, first. Can we say that we do have one Republican type initiative that was beneficial to oh, us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're good. I like to hear I, I, I like want to see more of those. those. I would love to see I love, more of those. I, love the fact I mean, they should can. never be in charge exclusively again, <laughs> but <laughs> like whatever good ideas they have, bring yeah. them forward. Hey, I like <laughs> but I, I do hope, particularly going forward, that we see, again, people working more together across the aisle um, and focusing on what's important um, in their communities and not the letter that sits behind their names um, because I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, if you're representing me in Montgomery County, New Valley, Roanoke, whatever it is, I want you to represent me right. and what my what's important to us. I um, think there's two kinds of Republicans right now. There's mm-hmm. Republicans who are still working and there's Republicans who are just like throwing sand in mm-hmm. the gears and they like I mean I think I think there's there's some Republicans who have not put in a single bill mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. actually your representative Christian yeah. might be mm-hmm. one of them. is he one of them no but obstructionist Republicans for <laughs> sure and he's I, my I, friend no uh, let me stop <laughs> but, but obstructionist Republicans yeah. it doesn't matter if it's Mitch McConnell or Lindsey Graham or you name it they're people who are growing a base so they can make money. It's yeah. not really about fixing anything. It's not representing their district. It's not whatever. It's just about an, an, mm-hmm. a, a money-making engine. Mm-hmm. Well, well, again, you know, the General Assembly is last goes to, what, May, you said? No, March. March? Oh, March. Okay, March. I said okay, it was March. a long session. That's oh, okay, because March. we have yeah, okay. one session, I think, that's like 30, oh, okay. 45 days. And then the long session is like okay. 60 days, well, which is... A whole nother issue that we could talk about at another time. Okay. That we don't have full time legislators. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a problem. It well, is. Well, we'll follow that and hopefully we'll see other um, good bills, initiatives being rat- um, passed and ratified. So I look forward to seeing what comes down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Well, ERA pass. I think that's well, really that's all that good, matters. There's some good news about our General Assembly. I feel very good about Thank this you session. I do. I do. Well, un- unfortunately, we have some bad news here. Um, Earth Fair announced that it's closing. And Macy also Macy's has also announced that they will be closing. Well, they'll be closing in like about a third of their stores a third, I think okay. and did they say they're off. closing ours they is haven't said because it'll be over okay. for oh, some okay. years but, but we're, they're also going to anticipating okay. I, you know I don't know probably so you have two more possible retail businesses being affected and which affects our community so what do you really think about our economy so okay, far I never understood that Earth Fair. I just got to put that out there. Like Earth Fair was right there with two other grocery stores. I could throw a stone and hit three grocery stores <laughs> from the like oh, yeah. parking lot yeah, of Earth Fair. Towers Kroger. Yeah, I, I I'm a devotee. It is a. It is a. It is. A, it is. It is very. It, it, I'm not the only one either because it's always busy. <laughs> Well, yeah, you have you have three. What do you, what is it? Earth Fair in the area within a, a, a yeah. Mile Fresh away. Market, Earth Fresh Fair, market and Kroger, and, right and there. Kroger. Yeah, you have three grocery stores and not one damn grocery store in the north. I was gonna say okay, nothing in the north. You know that, that, that's, that's, that's just just well, I that mean, just pisses okay, me off. So, well, <laughs> consider about the, the type of stores they are in their in their well, in their location. Well, still, you can get fresh produce, right? Right. I mean, so I still believe that the city should just subsidize a grocery store in Northwest. That is my feeling. That has been my feeling for a long time. Like, if you want to see fresh produce on the shelves in Northwest, subsidize it. But here's the deal with Earth Fair. Because we're spending all our time, like, subsidizing in other ways. But but that's a whole separate thing. But that's the thing. I think Earth Fair, um, there's a lot of, I saw this all the time when I lived in Austin, and this happens all over the country. Um, a, a company comes in and goes, "Hey, we got big ideas. We're going to do this thing." And it's it's very, it's it's an optimistic look at your fiscal outcome, and they get uh, you know subsidies from the local or state governments. They don't have to pay taxes for X amount of year. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't have to pay. They work out some deal where they can kind of make this thing work, 
where sometimes they can. Mm -hmm. Dell and Austin certainly could have made it work um, with or without these subsidies or, or not having to pay taxes for a number of years. But then what you end up creating is an unsustainable system. Right. And what happens is if you do stick around long enough, you know that you can just hop to the next state that won't make you pay X, Y, or Z. And so again, it's this, you're, you're creating jobs and losing jobs. You're creating jobs and it never ends. And again, mm -hmm. I think the deal with Earth Fair is like, there was some like real like, oh yeah, we can probably do this if we can get this, 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 and this, which isn't a sound business model. Right. But when you go to a locality and you say, I'm going to create all these jobs and do all this, and do I have to do blah, blah, blah? And it's like, well, no, uh, but come on in because that, that job's good and right. you know, and no that, money and bad. But the deal is some of those hurdles are there to make sure that you're sustainable, to make sure that you're the kind of business. And I'm not crapping on Earth Fair. I just think this is in general about, about yeah. doing these things for different companies. Um, that some of those those uh, high bars are there because we don't want to see you go out of business within a year because mm -hmm. you've had a very overly optimistic outlook on, just think on about the your carbon ability to stay in business. From building that building and making that stuff there. I mean, they built that building just for Earth Fair. Oh, they did build the, they didn't move into something? They no, built it? No, that was oh, built for Earth Fair. Yes. Oh. And so, I mean, like the, the shopping complex, you know, the, the, the far side of the shopping complex was, you know, I mean, that had been a grocery store too. So they wait closed. A Hold on. So they you moved crops. into. U-Crops. So. Right. right. So, okay. So, right. Way back. And then, you know, and then they built a whole new building. That's, you know, also, you know, just huge carbon footprint, in my opinion. And like, I'm fine with the other, like the, you know, the, 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 um, restaurants and whatnot. Like, I think they are, I think they're doing okay. I mean, mm -hmm. the, That'd you know, fine. the different restaurants in there, I think are all right. Um, you know, financially and sustainable, um, given that there's, you know, so much traffic in there with patients and just everybody coming in and out. But the rest of the stuff, like, I don't. Hey, you want yeah, a billion dollar idea? Put a target in there and we'll be fine. And, oh, and it'll blow that whole area up, and uh, it'll be well, great. And well, blah, blah, blah. we had three grocery stores in, yes. a, in a one yes. square. So mile. I don't think that really says anything about the economy. I was actually, I, you know, that's I was, also a zoning was, thing that somebody should have considered. I was happy yeah, about that. That was not a smart move. I was happy one. about the. Um, who was it? The um, there's a truck manufacturer coming into Roanoke Volvo. County. Oh, Volvo. Volvo. Is that mm -hmm. who's you know, that about a, County? Isn't that Roanoke County? You talk yeah. about Mac. Mac. Well it's okay. about Mac trucks. Mac is truck is coming yeah. in Roanoke okay. County. Mac yeah. So I thought like, that was a good I mean that was a good announcement. Yeah, and I was like, how many jobs is that? Two hundred something. Yeah. yeah. I, know, but I mean so like in comparison to like losing all the like the Freight Car America jobs I was like, well, I'm kind of, you know balancing or they the, lay those, off people for like six months. Oh, but. do they do that? The, a little bit. Volvo does that a lot. Oh, yeah. I have heard that. I say that well, in a little voice because I have so many friends that work at Volvo. Oh, okay. But, yeah. So, they do a lot of layoffs. <sighs> yeah. Well, I, I just think the fact that, you know, you mentioned about subsidizing. I don't know if the city needs to subsidize because, especially in the different parts of the community, there's there's a lot of spending um, power that's in, in the community. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't necessarily don't think it needs to be subsidized. I just think we just need to put it in a place where it's going to be utilized. Mm -hmm. And and having a grocery store in those areas, people are going to utilize. Well, I think yeah. I think a subsidy can be small, right? A subsidy right. can just be like, hey, we're going to help you out with this well, or that. Some, maybe some tax incentives or something like that. I mean, that. you but can, if, and, and then you can say, but my, my thing is, if you want there to be fresh produce, and mm -hmm. that is your thing, yeah. then you need to put that into the incentive mm -hmm. or subsidy right. agreement, is that you carry this much fresh produce yeah. and it looks like this, this many aisles, you know, right. this kind of mm -hmm. stuff because this, these are the offerings we want people to have available mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. And if you're not doing that, because one of the things that I see is that, you know, you see, well, there's food for sale, but it's all packaged. It's and all processed. Shelf, food, processed yeah. yeah. It's all, it's all that kind of stuff. Cause we've seen those grocery stores, you know, mm -hmm. those kind of quote unquote grocery stores go in and we don't see, and we see, you know, these like the lowest, you know, cause that's how you get the biggest profits, right? right. Is the shelf stable food that never goes bad right. and you don't have to worry about turnover. And so if I think that if you want that to be there for the community, for our community benefit, then you as a city are willing to say, well, we collect our tax dollars 
together and we're willing to subsidize this for this community. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. I, I definitely agree. Some kind of tax incentive for that based on that, I'm totally agreeing. I mean, but that. however you got to do it. I want to use this opportunity, though, to pitch local, right? I think we... Farmer's market. Yeah, farmer market. Even if someone... Everybody Sam and Leap. Leap, right? Yeah, so Leap but, is there, but the thing is, is it's not... But it's, I'm not talking just about farmer's market. I'm talking about... Um, local businesses uh, supporting um, people who have innovative ideas to do new things because we continue to bring in corporate right or fairs you know we bring in corporate we can't support it Um, part of the thing they were talking about with Macy's closings is because of how you know low sales are yet things like Amazon like exponentially blowing up Um, but I think local is so important Um, and we should look at that. So when we talk about a grocery store, I mean, golly, what if Robert Jeffrey put his money in and opened a grocery store in Northwest? <laughs> well, there we go. Here we go. You could buy Here that building. That, that, that's that that's the headlines down. right there. Robert right. Jeffrey opened a grocery store. But yeah. I mean, just think about that. that you know, you know, just you know, the families. Even with the little things like when did you know? Didn't the Win Dixie just close? Where was that over in Win Dixie? Micker Mac. Yeah, yeah. Mac. Whatever it is. <laughs> You know, at home in Christiansburg, Wade's just closed, and I miss them, and I recognized how much local businesses support and understand community in ways that corporate does not. So let's look at some other things and how we support, you know, local entrepreneurs in doing some of the things that are much needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheapest is not always best. Mm-hmm. Cheapest isn't always cheapest either. That's right. the thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's not the thing. It actually costs more in the long run. The yeah. high cost of low yeah. prices, I think, is what oh, they said Lordy. about Walmart at yes. one point. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Yes. Well, we'll, we'll look at more retails. Um, I believe there's some other things coming down the pipeline regarding um, some retail initiatives that's going to hopefully might help or might not help our community. But we'll keep watching that. And um, I think this has been a great podcast. Thank you. Uh, we have a list of subjects, mm-hmm. a great subject, great conversations. Um, Will, thank you for bringing the chocolate chip cookies. Absolutely. Yes, it was my daughter's birthday yesterday. Happy belated. Oh, happy birthday. birthday. And uh, yeah, it, the more things we keep around the house like that post-birthday, the more likely I'm going to eat all 18 of those oh. cookies. So. I've been stress eating. Did you, did you sing her the MLK happy birthday version? Oh, I didn't know there was yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this Black History Month. You don't know I that. Know. I, oh, man. We'll teach you that okay. version. So we'd make sure you get that going. <laughs> I had to mention that because it was Black History Month. I had right. to throw that out there. But I did, we, I, You know what I did find? I found I collect Choose Your Own Adventure books, and I did find one that's like, it's a Choose Your Own Adventure about Martin Luther King Jr.'s childhood. What? It's insane. It's amazing. Yeah, I'll bring it in next time when we get oh, okay. we get oh, oh, yeah. Black History Month. We need, yeah. we need to do that. Um, well, as we conclude, we always do our uh, round to go around the room and talk about what we're looking forward to this upcoming week. Um, so I like to always lead with the ladies. So, Karen, we'll let you start first. <laughs> I just pointed at Karen. I know. She really I know Catherine just right immediately now. pointed to Karen. So. <laughs> and I'm like, what am yeah. I looking forward to? Um, you know, actually, one of the things I'm looking forward to, um, we have for Black History Month um, at my church, we do have guest speakers kind of each Sunday. Um, last Sunday, Dr. Lance Franklin, and this Sunday, um, Shelburne Graves will be speaking to us she's um assistant principal with christiansburg elementary school and we're doing a lot of great things in montgomery county public schools and so i am kind of looking forward um to that um i'm also looking forward to not having anything to do on saturday good for you i think (laughs) well i am looking forward to so um we're coming up here. We're going to have, I think, the end of a of a six weeks. Another at the at the public schools, and um, I'm and we're going to have teacher. Um, we're going to have teacher conferences, and I'm just looking forward to um, you know the Valentine's Day is always a fun day. Mm-hmm. I think for the kids um, and for teachers too, and. I'm looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to the teacher conferences and I'm looking forward to seeing and hearing some good things out of some of the schools mm. um, and hoping for some good stability and, and renewed, um, you know, focus on our school system. So that's what I am looking forward to, especially with, with some, some younger folks really paying attention and zeroing in and calling our attention to some of the things going on in 
like Lucy Addison and um, mm-hmm. some of these other schools. So that I think we really need to pay attention to. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I'll be paying attention to that and yeah. enjoying the Valentine's Day fun at the public schools. Oh, great. Will? Well, since last week, I've been looking forward to this because you guys know I get very excited about things. Sometimes I shoot from the hip. And last no, week, I would never I know. Tell you exactly. I never think you're that type of person. Um, last week, I was so excited to talk about the Vols CD release thing on March 13th that I said it was at five points, which I love. And I got five points computed with the spot on Kirk, which I also love. So, to correct my thing from last week, their CD release thing is at the spot on Kirk, mm-hmm. who is, and again, I, I fumble these things because I'm like, oh, Jamie Booker. Um, who I love, but she's Jamie Booker Cheatwood now, and so I'm then an, immediately like my mind goes blank on their names too. So like, <laughs> sorry for all the bumbling last week, everybody. I, I, it's because I love all you guys. Jamie's and awesome. I was very yeah. excited, <laughs> uh, but I'm also looking forward to having Ice T on the show because clearly he listens and he heard what we said earlier. to talk to okay to, to talk to Catherine. Let's I, let's work on that. Yeah, nice to you. And I love you. I see break in. You can play a rapper, and I know you can play a, a streetwise detective too. So give us a call. <laughs> I don't know. What, <laughs> hell, I don't even know what to say now. <laughs> well, uh, well, two things I want to mention real quick um, before we wrap up. I really want to give a good shout out to um, to our new principal at Addison, Jonathan Rosser. You mentioned Addison, um, Jonathan Rosser. I, I know this young, young man. Um, happened to be a fraternity brother of mine as well, so that's why I wanted to give a little shout out to him. Um, but I, I think he has, uh, I think he has the heart to, and and also the passion of making this work. So I hope people out here in the community will give him a chance and really um, support him as he um, try to um, stabilize what's going on at Addison. So I wanted to do that. The next thing I'm looking forward to is, um, and we probably will talk about an upcoming podcast, was the fact that um, the develop- Pavilion Development Company has mm-hmm. has sent their rezoning proposal uh, to the board, rezone, rezoning board, yeah. uh, regarding Evan Springs. And um, I think this is where things are going to get a little starting to get just a little dicey now and Ooh, yeah. um and i and i think it's important that the community really get involved in this now um it goes through the zoning board and i believe after the zoning uh, if it goes up a thumbs up then it goes to council mm-hmm. i believe so um as well so i think this is going to be a critical point because we're talking about over a hundred acres of land in Northwest, that's watershed. Going to be, yeah, watershed that's going to be developed, and and I don't want to see another Valley View there. And or I Tanglewood. Do, or Tanglewood. And I, I excuse do, me, it's Southwest County Valley Mall now. Oh, <laughs> oh, you talking about Tanglewood? Oh, oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry. Thank you, Will. <laughs> uh, they they, they rebranded that. Okay. Okay. I thought it was Carillion okay. yeah. Mall. Yeah, well, they rebranded <laughs> that. But but really, the issue for me is about gentrification, mm-hmm. because the, what I've seen about what they're developing, um, I don't understand how that is a a match to what the current neighborhood is. So to me, is a big sign of telling me that this is the start of gentrification going on in our community, which I'm vehemently opposed so to. So many thoughts. Like that. Well, it's so just, it's next time, folks, next time. So, so mm-hmm. I, I hope, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what we do and, and what the community does as well, because ultimately um, the community going to have to be involved and to either to make this work or not. The community mm-hmm. has to be involved. If they don't like it, they're going to have to say something. Yeah. If they stand idly by and silent, then don't be upset when you when this when this bulldozer comes through. I mean, you just can't be upset about it. So you got to have a voice in that. And so I'm, you know, I hope they will the community, especially particularly in the northwest area. I think area, this council, I hope this council would listen to the community. I would think. Well, according to Mayor Bauer, 
well, see, they don't. But, <laughs> but well, that's, I think that's what most he said. importantly, I think the planning commission needs to listen to the community. Yeah, yeah I agree like, too. First and foremost, so yeah. But I, I, I think ultimately, even though I know the council has great heart and 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 will understand and listen to it, but it really has to come from the community. Yeah. Um, if you know, if you raise, if you're loud enough. Uh, I believe the, the, the leadership here will listen to that. So we just need to be a little bit louder um, and, and get our tone in place to make sure that we get that message through. Mm-hmm. So And just, you know, must plug, we have a really great series um, in Colors Junior Magazine about Evan Springs. Yes. And about that. So I would encourage people to go. You can read that um, online at ColorsVAMag.com. Absolutely. It's and been, yeah, I think we've been through, we've done three stories on three it already. Three stories we'll be yeah, doing since um, the very beginning. A web posting later this week as well. Yeah. And I just encourage people to look at the area on the map and mm-hmm. see the topography on mm-hmm. the map um, and just look at the map because I think that's like, and even drive over there a little bit because I think that's very, um, it kind of teaches you what it's like over there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you see. The, the, the yeah, area yeah, and the yeah and then maybe you know Karen glad you brought that out maybe we should bring um, the writer Betty Jean Wolf who is a to my opinion is a fantastic yeah. writer her research is impeccable yeah. about researching this topic and I think she'd be great to come on this yeah, podcast absolutely. to talk about this so yeah well thank you thank all of you for um, being present for our podcast and thank you for listening to our voices our community presented by Colors VA magazine today's episode Episode is sponsored by Crandall and Cott, attorney at law. You can also listen to us each Sunday at 3 p.m. on WROE 95.7 Radio Free Rono. If you like what you heard today, leave us a review. Also, be sure to like Our Voices, Our Community on Facebook. Just in case you fell asleep during the podcast, Robert wants to wake you right back up. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying to close, Catherine. <laughs> Thank you. Be sure to, to like us on Our Voices, Our Community on Facebook. Thank you and have a blessed day.